0: Guys, it's Ashley and Sammy from the Pixie Dust Twins Podcast. If you love Disney, you should come join the fun on our weekly show. Our podcast is family-friendly and talking about all things Disney. Whether you go to the parks or just love binging Disney+, Plus, we are the podcast for you. So grab your Pixie Dust, think happy thoughts, and join us on your favorite podcasting platform. Check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com and aim for the second star on the right and straight on till you land on the Pixie Dust Twins Podcast. Your
1: whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain and because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain.
0: all right welcome to season three episode one of the painful truth of living with chronic pain we're your hosts i'm sammy i'm robbie we are back with our first episode we're super excited we got a little delayed yes and why is that
1: i've been dealing with covid and so it's not a fun feeling i'm still dealing with lingering side effects
0: but at least he won't be coughing through the episode today yo probably not yeah yeah so what is our topic for the day
1: so today is sex and chronic pain Mm -hmm. I remember I brought this up this topic up in front of Sammy's mother and she almost freaked out on me
0: I just said it was awkward at breakfast
1: is that when I brought it up? Yes. At uh, breakfast time? We were at the
0: Grand Floridian eating breakfast. So it's also at Disney World.
1: <laughs> and so we can't have that conversation there. <sighs> anyway, so this is kind of a, spe- a special kind of topic because mm-hmm. I kind of try to shy away from this. I guess the reason why it makes me feel bad
0: yeah yeah I'm sorry
1: and so this will be a fun fun topic yes Sammy has a lot more notes than I do
0: but you have some notes right
1: I have some notes that reference pretty much all your notes
0: so so do you want me to start
1: yeah so Sammy is going to start off
0: so I use some official references for the topic today. So I looked at the Mayo Clinic, ABC News, Psychology Today, and a website for I think primarily rheumatoid arthritis patients called Creaky Joints. So I've
1: never heard of that re- nope, website.
0: Me neither. But when I was doing my research, it came up and I was kind of trying to do like not just chronic pain, but also just like chronic illnesses. And and so I think that's why some of these other websites were good references. But the one I started with was the Mayo Clinic when I first started looking and I know you looked at the Mayo Clinic as well.
1: I have that one on my list.
0: Yeah, so it's a good reference. I really actually use the Mayo Clinic sometimes at work now when I need to look up things. Do they they
1: have a lot of references?
0: Yeah, you can look up. Medications. They can tell you how to use the medication, what to do if you miss doses, side effects. Really, I did not know that. It's a great reference, which I did not realize how much stuff the Mayo Clinic had on their website until I started my new job. so Wow,
1: that's yeah. really cool. Who well, keep it, keep it up, Mayo Clinic. We're yeah. big, we're big fans of you guys.
0: Mm-hmm. So, oh, one of the references that came up, and I. Th- Oh, shoot. I can't remember which website this was from now. Uh, It was either creaky joints or the psychology today, but there is a book called sex interrupted, which was written by a rheumatology nurse practitioner named Iris Zink. So she specifically talks about in her book about sexual intimacy challenges with chronic illnesses. So that's a good book. If you really want more references or to read about it, you might look that up. I have not read it. Just got this little article that referenced it so
1: i have not read it either
0: Mm -hmm. yeah but it's something if you're looking for more information you might check into that
1: i'm sure the people out there that are listening to our show Mm -hmm. this is a big problem for a lot of people Mm -hmm. not just us yeah so
0: i have stats do you want my stats
1: Sammy has some stats yes I I think I have some stats as well so she'll probably mention all of mine
0: well you should pull yours up just in case so mine were a 2015 study of patients with low back pain indicated that 72 percent had sex less frequently following the onset of back pain and 70 percent found sex less satisfying and finally 61 percent said that their pain made their rela- relationship more difficult so i thought that was interesting that's a big percentage of people and this was just looking at people with back pain low back pain in particular
1: yes i agree that's in my notes as well
0: the same stats yeah i don't know where i got that from maybe it was the Mayo clinic
1: yeah and yep
0: mm-hmm. i agree yeah do you want me to keep going
1: yeah keep going
0: all right so there is a complex interaction between sexuality and chronic pain because chronic pain can interfere interfere with a lot of parts of it you might have issues with your sexuality because of the pain itself because of mood disorders which we've talked about a lot goes along with chronic illnesses and chronic pain feeling depressed down anxious whatnot Sorry if you can hear our dog breathing. He is sitting It's like up he's and trying to run a long. mile. It sounds like he's been doing a lot of work. But he out. hasn't really
1: done anything.
0: So mood disorders, just a general decrease in sex drive or libido. Medications can contribute to it for a variety of reasons, which I'll talk about more in a second. Stress, side effects from the medications, social issues, and then just guilt from the relationship might contribute to it as well, on both sides. Many people that live with chronic pain often have fears about their sexuality, including a fear of rejection by their partners, fear of pain associated with sex, and it's natural to worry that it may cause more physical pain, But you can address the concern by being open and honest with your partner, maybe trying different positions, seeing how that works out for you. And then also a fear of failure to perform. But again, this is just something that if you talk to your partner can really help out a lot with that.
1: How many people out there are having these kind of troubles?
0: Probably a lot of people.
1: I mean, that's exactly why we're doing the show is Mm -hmm. because I know it's a problem for me. Mm-hmm. It must be a problem for other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to address this
0: mm-hmm.
1: on this on our podcast so people can get an understanding of it. Yeah, so to make sure they're they know they're not alone.
0: I agree because
1: it because it is very distressing. I would say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially on your relationship.
0: Yes, it can be.
1: I mean. It just, it's one of those things where it's hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of awkward to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And then it's kind of like this cycle of not talking about it. And then when it you bring, it gets brought up, you're like, okay, we should change the subject really quick
0: mm-hmm. to something else. Mm-hmm. Is that how it is with you? I guess, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah.
1: And so... I mean, I would say this show is therapeutic for us because we we get to talk about some of our daily struggles Mm -hmm. in our relationship.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, we have a lot more going on than that. I mean, we have dogs that never go away or give us a a break. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We live with Sammy's mom. Mm -hmm. We have a different kind of relationship it's just a different kind of relationship and Mm -hmm. we have different kind of struggles. Mm -hmm. So keep going.
0: Okay. I didn't want to interrupt.
1: No, no, keep going.
0: All right. So if your medications are contributing to your issues, like for instance, we just talked about if you think your pain is so severe that sex seems like it's Out of the question, you can talk to your doctor because they may be able to adjust the timing of your medication or give you a stronger medication or just try something different to see if it helps control your pain a little bit better. Obviously, we've also talked about medication side effects. So some medications can actually diminish your libido or inhibit sexual function by causing changes to your actual nervous system. So that's another thing to again discuss with your doctor or see a specialist like a urologist like Robbie's new best buddy Dr. Barnes
1: big shout out to Dr. Brian Barnes <laughs> if,
0: uh, if you're in the if you're in the Orlando, Orlando area Florida and, area and yeah. you need
1: a you're all just hit him up yes. he's really he's great part of Orlando
0: Health so there you go so also drugs can affect your blood flow and hormones which again can contribute to your libido so another thing that you just should constantly be in conversation with your doctors even though it's uncomfortable again as well but like going to see a urologist in particular i know was awkward still kind of awkward for you but i think it's getting easier yeah
1: but talking to him about different topics i'm just like so by the way this is happening it's kind of a side note Mm -hmm. i don't just bring it up i'm just like oh on the 50 other things we're dealing with here's that Mm -hmm. what do you think about that Mm -hmm. and then it's like at the very end so it's not you don't have that awkward feeling or gap or conversation he's just trying to get you out of the room now and you're just like up your time's gone
0: but just remember that the doctor is there to help you so there's no judgments you're not going to make you might feel awkward, but they've, he's not going to feel They've awkward. heard it all. Yeah, and seen it all. And
1: done, yeah. probably done it all too. So
0: it's not, it's not a thing for them. They literally are just hopefully there to help you if you found the right doctor. They just right. want to assist you. So
1: I agree with that.
0: So uh, another thing that can contribute, we had talked, just mentioned a little bit ago, emotions. So to have satisfying sex, you need to feel good about yourself sometimes you have to kind of look inward and see how you're feeling about yourself like if pain has left you it could leave you physically scarred emotionally scarred you may feel like you can't contribute like you want to you know we're talking about outside of the bedroom you know
1: in society and yeah, all that.
0: yeah to the household and society you may just have low self-esteem after experiencing it for so many years, you may feel like you're unattractive or undesirable. So those are all things that you should kind of be aware of and see if maybe that makes you just feel more anxious or guilty or nervous or have resentment in the relationship. And this is when it's good potentially to see a therapist or talk to somebody that you feel comfortable with. If you don't want to go to a therapist, like a friend or someone that you can really express yourself to who might be able to help you out so i think that's important too and then stress as i'm sure everybody knows having dealing with chronic pain or just any sort of illness whatnot adds just stress every day yes it's just a thing that's just constantly there very much so and having to deal with doctor's appointments new medical problems that come up it just adds to the stress of your life your partner's life, your relationship,
1: right? Yeah,
0: it's, it's just something that you have to just learn to work around and deal with. And just be aware of it. Basically. Why are you feeling stressed? Is there something that you can work out together as a team? Is it something that you need to work out by yourself? Yeah, right. So that's something else to keep in mind. And to go along with that, the biggest thing that I found in all of my references was communication. Even though we just said
1: communication is key. It's
0: awkward to deal with and may not be the most fun conversation. But the most important thing is communication. It might be best. I mean, don't do it when you're like frustrated in the moment because you're not able to perform or do what you want to do. You should do it like now. Right. Just sitting and talking about it. No pressure. Nothing's expected. Just having a conversation about it, and you want to make sure that you're both comfortable with the conversation too. So, right. if that means you can't talk about it right this second because one of you is just feeling like a little weird about it, then just you know, put a. We always like to say, put, put a, pin a pin in it. it.
1: Exactly. And
0: come back to it later because it can be awkward to talk about and difficult to to have a conversation about it. And I also saw in a couple of references too that you want to always. When you begin your sentences, you don't say you, you say I. So it's always, you know, how I feel, feel, how I'm responding to things. It's important that you don't say you because it might seem like you're blaming the other person. Okay. So you never want to do that, especially in something like this where you guys want to be on the same page.
1: I can see that.
0: They give examples like, I feel loved and cared about when you hold me close, which is better than you never touch me. See, there's a big difference in how that's going to be perceived. (laughs) A big, big difference. Saying, you know, I don't feel like we're being as intimate as we used to be. Instead of, you know, you and I don't do this anymore. We don't have sex. We don't do it as often as I want to. It's better to say how you feel and how it's making you feel. Because it's less combative, I guess.
1: Yes, I can see that now. Yeah. I can see that
0: that's just, that just makes things worse. And you want to be open in the conversation and be willing to listen to each other's fears and what guilt, whatever you're feeling at the time, you know, whether you feel unattractive, undesirable, whatever you want to be able to feel like you can express that without judgment. So I think that's very important too.
1: I think when your partner that experiencing the pain, Mm -hmm. when they level off, and things become better for them mm-hmm. pain work everything i think the whole sex part will level out again too mm-hmm. and i think they just need to get on to a position or a place where they are feel again feeling good about themselves mm-hmm. and flourishing and growing and mm-hmm. making sure they're satisfied mm-hmm. my dad always used to say in relationships you have to put yourself first mm-hmm. to make yourself happy and you are making yourself you know because it takes energy to be in a relationship yeah and so i i i agree with him on that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can continue
0: thank you like we were just talking about, it's common for anybody who has a chronic pain issue to feel like their partners is maybe no longer interested in them or feel like their partner would be less attracted to them because they have the pain issues. One of the doctors that was referenced, I think in psychology today, said that she recommends following what she calls ABCs of a healthy sensual life. So A is for acceptance and adaptation. B is learning the basics and doing what it takes to boost one's self esteem. And C is connect and challenge, which means that basically you have good communication with each other. You maybe also challenge yourself to do things or talk about things that you think are embarrassing or awkward. But the important thing is that you have the conversation. Okay. And then the author of the original book that I referenced at the beginning the nurse practitioner, she said that it's important to let your partner know when you are interested and you can basically, she called it having a mating call, but you can
1: having a mating call,
0: you can basically, it's like a phrase. If you don't want to just be like, Hey, let's do it. You know, if you want to be a little more less obvious or awkward about it, you can have like a certain phrase or something that you do that kind of indicates that you're interested and open. For that okay activity that day so okay yeah i thought that was really interesting and then you ready for fun topics i'm sure mm-hmm. so intimacy there's a difference between sex and intimacy
1: absolutely
0: yes it's not all the same thing even though people tend to act like it's the same thing put it
1: together the same thing
0: because mm-hmm. sex is a physical act which is a whole nother thing whether for one it depends what kind of couple you are what you define as sex right in particular so that might just mean penetration okay (laughs) I'm not trying to be like super awkward about this but you know but if you're in a you know maybe same-sex relationship that means something different for you you know you Uh, define it as you want to define it Okay. and that does that can also even mean like Just maybe not the penetration part, but just like oral sex, it just, you kind of define what you mean by that version of it. Okay. So yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to, trying to get at. But the intimacy part is just getting to know each other, feeling comfortable with each other, doing little things together that make you each feel loved and cared for. So that's more like emotional intimacy. If you think about it that way
1: like going on date nights with your partner and Mm -hmm. all that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, examples are sharing feelings, talking and listening to each other, participating, like you said, in common interests. So going out and doing things, hobbies, or even volunteer activities, or even, yeah, just going on a walk, going on a little date night someplace. If you can get away, whatever you feel comfortable with that you guys enjoy doing together. It doesn't have to be anything like crazy. You don't have to go to some fancy dinner. If you don't really want to, and then making time to be alone together, they even suggested taking baths together. So I thought that might be really good for people with chronic pain, because I know a lot of times warm baths, Epsom salt baths really help. Mm -hmm. So that's something if you want to share, you could do with your partner. That would make a, a good little tie in. You get to relax, maybe relax your muscles, feel a little bit better with your pain and also spend some time together. And it doesn't have to lead anywhere. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, spending that time together. Let's see, they said sharing a candlelight dinner, which again.
1: Yeah, like a date night.
0: Yeah. And that's, you don't have to go to that extreme. If your idea of a date night is to go to Chili's and get some margaritas and some appetizers, then do that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And then even just like cuddling in bed. So besides sex. There's other ways that you can feel close to each other physically. Any sort of touch, whether it's like holding hands or cuddling, massages, kissing, any of that can help make you feel closer. And then they even say like masturbation is another option to consider.
1: Are you shy about saying
0: that? (laughs) (laughs) It's so awkward because I know how many people are going to be listening to this. Keep going. We already mentioned oral sex, different positions that maybe feel better or easier, especially with the chronic pain issues. You can use toys to help out as well. According to a 2018 study that was published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships, which I didn't even know there was a journal. for. Neither neither did I. Who knew? Intimacy often acts as a precursor of sexual desire that in turn increases the chance of sexual activity. So if you're already feeling close and connected, that can make a big difference too. Something else to keep in mind. With chronic illnesses and chronic pain too, it's not fun or spontaneous necessarily, but sometimes it helps to plan ahead for having an intimate night together it might be more fun more satisfying if you kind of plan it out in advance and it may sound really lame but if you have a chronic illness it can kind of help because that day you can prepare with how you take your medications for the day so that you'll be in less pain by the time you're ready does that really work
1: taking scheduling out your medications
0: that's what they recommended was that you if You kind of plan the time and the day, then you can maybe take your pain medications at a different time, maybe a little bit closer. So
1: you can function better.
0: Yeah. So that you're not as uncomfortable. Or if you have medications that maybe you don't have to take day by day or that you can change up how often you take it, that maybe decrease your libido or make you extra tired or feel nauseous or something like that. You can also plan to not take it so that that's another thing that's not contributing to it okay yeah that was one of the big suggestions and then not drinking that much alcohol because it might make things seem more fun but it also can impair your ability to perform so keep that in mind
1: shouldn't people just know that that's a no-brainer right i
0: would think so but you don't know just gotta throw that out there just in case and then don't
1: drink and have sex that's basically well what
0: you, could, you but can it...
1: but do it sparingly
0: <laughs> may not be the best best time and oh you know what i didn't realize i had a whole section on the warm bath thing yeah i was I had already brought this up but the nurse practitioner mentions this this is one of her big things doing a warm bath because that can relax muscles improve joint mobility reduce pain epsom salt may actually increase certain cells that mediate inflammation so it basically means it reduces inflammation because it increases your circulation and helps with your breathing so really
1: i did not know that
0: yeah i didn't even realize i had this in here but the only thing is epsom salt can be kind of drying so you may need extra lubricant just in
1: case like in the water
0: no like when you go to oh okay (laughs) not in the water i
1: was just asking
0: after after your bath oh and planning ahead adding to it. Also gives you plenty of time to kind of relax, not rush, try new things if that's what you want to do. And they highly recommend everybody does to focus on the journey, not the destination. So don't become discouraged if you're not able to do what you wanted to do or plan for for the night because things happen. You know, it's just it is what it is with chronic illnesses. But the important thing is if you communicate about it so your partner knows what's going on.
1: Communication is key. Mm -hmm.
0: And using, I've seen lots of pillows recommended, low impact, what they call low impact positions. And again, just to plan to take your time. Don't rush through anything at all. The bottom line from everything that I read and probably everything that you read is that intimacy can make you feel better. The body's natural painkillers, which are called endorphins, are released during touch and sex. So, it's something else to keep in mind. It might make you feel better in the long run, at least for a little while. Research using MRI scans actually suggests that orgasms block or lower pain levels in women and decreases headache pain. Didn't mention men. So, I don't
1: know. sorry, men. We're- I'm
0: not sure. First, <laughs> can't really reference that because the only thing I saw was the reference to women. So, yeah. And scientists have also found that sex mediates the relationship between depressive symptoms and back pain. And it can create other health benefits that are useful, such as improving sleep and decreasing stress. Keep in mind, too, the closeness, it says, in particular, via sex, but I think just the intimacy, feeling close to your partner can make you feel stronger, make you feel better, and make you be able to cope with your chronic illness, chronic pain a little bit easier, too. That's another benefit of it. And when one or both partners has a chronic illness, there isn't a solution that fits for everybody. So you kind of have to see what's best for you. But if you're in it together, that's what the important thing is.
1: I think the most important thing is about communication.
0: That is literally like the biggest thing whenever I was reading about
1: this. Yeah, that's one thing I was noticing too. Communication, Mm -hmm. communication, communication, Mm -hmm. just talking. And again, that's how it is in pretty much every relationship mm-hmm. you have to communicate what's going on yeah. with each partner mm-hmm. so definitely communicate with your partner
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure
1: is that all you have
0: that was all i had yes uh,
1: he she basically hit the highlights of everything i was gonna bring to the table so
0: that's it you didn't have anything extra
1: i did not you wow. i told you you had a lot more than i did that you what's that look for nothing because she's like that's how it always is right
0: nope I didn't say it
1: that's what she's thinking Mm -hmm. but to get back to the topic communication is key Mm
0: -hmm.
1: communicate with your partner let them know what's going on and go from there Mm
0: -hmm. that is literally the biggest advice is to communicate
1: Yes, we're going to have to start taking some of that advice and talking about some things. But
0: hmm.
1: what's that? What's the what? Hmm. I know. Well, this has been a fun episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we struggle with this topic. That's why we're bringing it up. That's why we're doing this. hmm podcast episode Mm -hmm. if we weren't struggling this with us ourselves we probably wouldn't bring it up Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that i wanted to bring up to other people and say hey what are you guys doing to deal with this problem Mm -hmm. how do you guys cope with it
0: yeah you can let us know
1: and please let us know
0: Mm -hmm. so yep
1: this has been the first episode of season three so we hope you guys have enjoyed it
0: very informative i feel like
1: yeah very informative
0: mm-hmm.
1: please let, let us know how you liked this episode
0: mm-hmm. i did a lot more research for this one so
1: yes she did
0: yeah so it wasn't just us talking it was more informational plus talking right yeah so hopefully you liked it yeah
1: I, did, I think they didn't I think they will.
0: I'm still working on our dope Sick series trying to figure out what I want to do exactly with it.
1: If you haven't seen that on Hulu, you guys should finish listening to this and then go turn that on.
0: There is so much out there about that whole crisis. There's a documentary on HBO that we also watched.
1: Yeah. The crime of the
0: century. Yes. I was trying to remember the name of it. Yeah. Crime of the century. That's another one. It's a documentary versus the Hulu show, which is, you know, fictionalized, but still based on true stories. Right. And it's crazy when you start to go down the rabbit hole.
1: Right. Of
0: of this entire nonsense of the opioid epidemic that started. Yes. It's insane.
1: Very much so. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Again, follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. Limitless Broadcasting, mm-hmm. and then you could follow me. It's Robert nineteen fifty Studios. Yeah. Where can they get? Them, where can they find you at?
0: It's the Sam Lam. So it's T H E S A M period A period L A M the Sam on Instagram. We also have a TikTok. By the way, it doesn't have a lot of videos on it yet, but, but it's
1: soon, soon it's going to be.
0: But we do have, it's nineteen fifty, so it's one nine five zero studios on TikTok. If you want to check that out too, we yeah. have some like goofy Harry Potter stuff on there.
1: Yes, we re- we watched the whole Harry Potter. St- series
0: first time that's my first first time time. seeing
1: it so we went ahead and watched it Mm -hmm. so you could see our feedback and what we thought of it and what i thought of it Mm -hmm. so go check out our tiktok
0: yeah so we'll be adding more stuff there too because it's silly yeah and fun and yeah but instagram will have some things going on there too periodically yeah as well so yeah please go check it out and make sure you continue to rate review like subscribe, and subscribe, whatever exactly to the podcast.
1: All right, guys, thank you so much.
0: And we will see you soon.
1: Yes, have a great day or night or wherever you check,
0: whatever time of day it is. Exactly. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to
1: The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.